Okay, we're live. Welcome, Grant. Hey, Ben. Great to see you. Man, you, I know I mentioned this earlier, but I'd say you have the best setup in terms of background, branding that I've seen with anyone I've interviewed. Thanks, Ben. That's a, that's a big compliment, especially with the, all the amount of interviews and, and stuff you're doing. So thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to dive into today. I do know about you know your background, but I think for the audience, you bring a lot to the table. You've obviously been around for a few decades in the you know the property realm and obviously very prevalent in the Southeast Queensland market. So I'm keen to, to really unpack a few things. So I guess I wanted to like zoom out and rewind back and just understand like where did it first start for you in the property space? Like what was your first, I guess, role? Yeah, so, and great question, Ben. Like, believe it or not, I started doing carpentry as a, as a young fella and then moved into the building certification space where I worked for a number of different councils and then we created our and built our own uh, building certification business. So uh, always been involved in the property space, but I actually, what gets me excited and I suppose I'm passionate about is helping to is, is scaling up businesses. So leading, uh, scaling and growing. I love that space. And through the journey of scaling up uh, the other businesses, I also loved, uh, probably like most people here, you're always uh, spending time on realestate.com and looking at property. And it was through knowing the town planning and knowing uh, what you can and can't do with a property. It had that passion to uh, do my own projects. And then fast forward to hey, wouldn't it be great if I could help others uh, buy not just good properties, but great properties? That's awesome. So would you say like a lot of your time has been spent prior in development or has it been somewhere else that's specific? Really, it's it's been a mix. Like my own been uh, mostly residential, a um, little bit of commercial, but yeah, um, moving forward into the buyer's agency space, it's it's been it's been in the residential space uh, just because I feel like we know that area well and that's where our expertise is. Unreal. And you also developed, from what I understand, some tech software called Develo. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's it. And once again, that was um, always trying to look for if there's a problem and what could be done to solve it. And that came about because you're looking at properties and you always want to know more about the property before you go to the next step. And um, so it just came from that idea of, hey, wouldn't it be great if uh, at the touch of a button you could have all that property information that would normally take hours to get where you're navigating local government, state government, federal government sites and trying to interpret it. So yeah, the idea was, wouldn't it be great if we could bring all that information together in a I suppose a really easy to read report that um, you don't need to be an architect or a developer to understand and that you can understand it like just by looking at it simply. Yeah, I mean, I resonate because that, that's why I, I used it once as well, just to consolidate everything. It's a brilliant platform. And I literally had no idea that you were behind it. So that's, that's unreal. So that's obviously still running now, isn't it? Yes, that's, that's its own entity. And yeah, so that's running along and, and gaining momentum. It's only... Um, Queensland at the moment, but there's a goal and a vision there to to take it nationally. Um, but it all comes back to the heart of helping people. I think that's in everything that I do is how can we help someone to make the right decision? And that's that's the heart of uh, where Develo came from, but it's also Buyers Butler as well as how do we create a, a premium level of service 
and a brand that reflects that premium service, but it's actually, if you boil it down to the why, it's helping people navigate the buying journey and, and, and buy an amazing property. Yeah, makes sense. And I guess with your entrepreneurial experience and I guess the drive that you and the strategy and everything that you bring to the table, like must be invigorating and exciting for you then to obviously look at the buyer's agent space and start ideating and creating and executing, right? Yeah, exactly. And through that journey of buying, helping people buy property, we've been in parallel looking at ways uh, through our um, experience in scaling and growing businesses from what could we bring to the buyer's agency space to help other buyer's agents scale and grow their business? Because it's, it's, there's so much in it and um, it's not easy, but that's just something that I really love doing. And once again, that's back to helping people. If I can help someone scale their buyer's agency business, well, that can change communities. It can change their family. Yeah, it just has that flow on effect. Yeah, it's really exciting and it's, it's rewarding. Yeah, I love it. So... How would you um, how would you describe yourself as a business leader? Well, well, I think as a business leader, it never ends that journey. Obviously, there's you can become a manager or, or there's a leader, and they're completely chalk and cheese. A manager manages down; it's their way or the highway. Whereas a leader is about supporting, encouraging, and uplifting. And for myself, that has been a, a journey to, I suppose, be less of a manager and more of a leader. And and what that looks like. So I suppose I'm on a journey like everyone else, but my goal is to become a better leader to, uh, and then pour into people to help them become better leaders and, and to grow. So, you know, there's little things that I like to do, like there's books, there's podcasts, even quiet time, spending time in a quiet place, reflecting. Uh, for me, I like praying and really learning uh, what can I do better to become a better leader. I love it. And so outside of obviously doing great things for your clients in terms of buying great properties, like what really excited you about the buyer's agent industry? Because obviously, as I said earlier, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you've obviously got good foresight, good vision, you know, you want to grow an industry, but also like, was there something specifically that you identified as to like, hey, this is why I want to get in here or hey, this is the opportunity that exists? Um, I suppose if you went back uh four or five years ago and you said, are you excited about becoming a buyer's agent? Do you want to be right? I'd be like, um, what, what, what does that actually do again? Even though I was buying property myself, I'd never dreamed that it was actually like something that you could do to help others do, especially in Queensland, quite relatively new up here. But through, through the process and learning and, and identifying that was a space, it got me really excited. And I was like, wow, wouldn't that be great to help people buy property and, and all the learnings that I've developed over the years, if I could share those and help them navigate and in a way avoid buying the, the lemons and buy good property, well, that'd be, that'd be cool. Like in with the other businesses, I'd always get friends coming to me going, hey, Grant, I'm thinking of buying this property. What do you think? And you love to help you. You love to help them. But, um, so entering this space was kind of, I suppose, at the start, quite exciting, but also, hey, what's it look like? But through it, I've always been going, how do you, how do you now bring the learnings and I suppose in the business space, how do you bring it to the buyer's agency space? Is there, is there a model or a, um, an avenue to bring something fresh to the space that enables and encourages like-minded buyer's agents? to flourish and grow and achieve their goals. So that's kind of 
the path we're on. Yeah, nice. So when did Byers Butler um, begin operations? Just before the, the latest boom. What was that now? Probably about three years ago. And what a journey it was. We kind of launched and it was right as the market kind of went kind of crazy. And so, yeah, that was, you know, we had to, the wheels were spinning and, you know, when you're buying yourself, Ben, as you know, you manage your own emotion. But <laughs> when you've got clients that are paying you, you, you know, there's skills that you need to develop really, really quickly about how to manage other people's emotions. So um, lots of learnings. And honestly, mate, I can put my hand up and say, uh, still got a, a long way to go and a lot to learn, um, especially in that space. But you've got to enjoy each day. And, um, there's a lot of wins and there's probably a lot of failures too. And uh, But yeah, my thing is wisdom is learning, learning from the failures and um, trying to put measures in place not to do it again. So... Yeah, I'm big on that, like not repeating mistakes. And as you said, just then learning from failures, I I think it's critical. And I think it's an exciting space, like I think the buyer's agent sector, especially I think for people like you who come in with a track record of, of execution and, you know, understanding models and frameworks. And as you said, avenues, I think it's a very fun space to play in. You can be very agile. It's it's not like the sell side where it's it's very rigid. Everything's the franchise models rolled out. Everyone, everyone knows how it works. It works a certain way, and you typically play by that that playbook. Do you enjoy? I mean, and maybe you have a different viewpoint, so you don't agree. But do you kind of appreciate the flexibility and the agility of this space of how you can do different things? Being a buyer's agent, like that's a profession, but there's so much more if you break it right down and. What's great in this space is you can become a, you could literally work next door to another buyer's agent, but not compete with each other. So one could be a pure investment and the other one could be home occupier, $3 million plus properties. And you could be, you know, best mates. It's, it's, it's great. Um, the other thing that I've found in this industry compared to a lot of others is how welcoming and, and everyone is happy to share. Everyone's happy to encourage. And maybe that's because there's only like 5,000 of us compared to you know, 70,000 real estate agents. But I don't think so. I just think it's a um, it's an industry there where, yeah, it's just everyone seems to be encouraging, welcoming, and it, I think that's part of the, the culture that's within being a buyer's aid. And I think you've touched on it. We're, we're a consultant, we're a guide, we're a coach, we're a, we're a mentor. We're not, it's not like we're, a, we're hardcore sales. You know, although selling our services is part of it, and I suppose the word advocate wraps it up, um, there to guide, coach, support, and encourage our, our clients. And I think that's a different mentality. I think it's a really interesting observation, you know, you've just been talking or speaking to around the consultative style of approach, the coach. Like, you're right. Like, that's what I, because I didn't come from a sales background when I started my former company can't handle us. So I was lousy at selling. I was, I was awful. I, well, I had no idea about it. So I think naturally I had a bit of a consultative approach. So it really worked in in my favor. And I think what you're saying is right. Like people who are engaging a buyer's agent, they don't want to be hard sold to like a vendor and a real estate agent may go through. Like they'll typically be like, oh, get away. So I think that the culture within the industry is really, really positive and vibrant. But it's interesting this point you bring up because someone actually in BAI today, like 20 minutes ago before this podcast, put a post in the group within our community saying, it's just amazing how 
supportive it is. And, and we're all competition, like all of us are competition. And I kind of responded with my viewpoint, just saying, like, unless you're really copying a person or a business, like if you're copying a person or a business, I think you're in competition. But if you're just being you and being authentic to who you are, I've never viewed it as competition. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it, and you know, I, I always bring it back to if you're getting into this space, like what's your why? It, and if it's about helping people, uh, it's about setting up good business for yourself to bring good financial support to help your family and, and maybe give back to the community through charities. Like I think once you've got your why set, you're seeing it through a different lens. But if you're purely in this to just make as much money as possible and get out of my way, here I come, like uh, that aggression comes through and that's just not a healthy, for me, that's just not where I want to be, you know, like, don't get me wrong, the money's important because you've got to pay the bills and you want to scale your business. Absolutely. But I think if you're aligned with your purpose and, and our purpose as a company has always been uh, to create a space where people flourish. So we come up with it, we came up with it, we spent a lot of time on it. So what does create a space where people flourish mean? That means all our, the people that work for us we ensure that we're creating a space where they flourish. If for our clients that we're helping, we're creating or we're helping them to purchase a place where they flourish. So, you know, that's, 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 let's call it the, the alignment. And, uh, but it's so easy to go off track, but that's kind of our why, I suppose. And then from that, we scale the business and then that filters into your, your routine or your, um, your process or your reflections. So yeah. To me, if you can have the, the why as your, that comes from the heart, I suppose, the why, why you're doing it, why you get out of bed in the morning, and then your mission statement is the hands and the feet. Now, what have I got to do to make this happen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can feel, you know, just when you say create a place where people flourish, that it's really important to you. And I can see how you are a business owner who, from what I can see, I mean, we don't know each other well, but I, I get the feeling you're a business owner who wants to create infrastructure for your team. You want to create foundational support and you're going to invest the time, you're going to invest the money, you're going to invest the, the, the thinking power to give people the ammunition to charge. Because a lot of people in real estate, this could be a generalization, I feel like as an industry, don't really do that. It's all about me, me, me as Mr. or Mrs. Director. And I'm just going to, you know, list and sell or, you know, like sign up and buy whatever side you're on. And I'm just going to look after me, my ego, you know? Correct. Once ego comes in, there's uh, not much room for, for anything else. And if there's one thing I've really learned in the business journey, it's you've got to play the long game. Like there's no quick, there's no quick wins. Unlike what you see on Instagram, like these overnight successes, like, Hey, it could happen. It's never happened to me. And there's so many times where you want to give up. There's so many times where you're saying, this is so hard, but it's playing the long game and it's got to be less about yourself, more about others. And if you can, and even, but when the pressure's on, I've found when the pressure's on, it's so easily flips to being, well, it's all about me. <laughs> but it's that journey of going, no, it, it's less of me. It's more of others. It's more of the team. It's more about our clients. And when it's tough, you just got to, you got to keep going. And so my encouragement is mentors are good. Um, you know, surround yourself with people that you can seek advice from, or even ask a hard question. How am I going? And, and you, you want mentors that will be truthful to you, not just tell you what you want to hear. So, you know, 
mentors are really good and and put a strategy in place so you know you got startup then you startups and if, if anything the easiest then you got the scale up and but then you've got the end game and it's so important i feel like to have what it looks like at the end to set some goals so that you can you can work towards or else you know if you don't have that you yeah you're easily distracted and a year or two or three can go past and you're like Nothing's changed. I'm still where I was when I started, and I've still got the same problems. And that's where mentors are really good, where you can share. Go, hey, Matt, keep me, keep me accountable. Hey, I've got to be here in three years. What have I got to do in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three to to, to get there? So yeah, I love all that stuff. Yeah, I love it. There's some good takeaways there, and I I concur. I agree with that stuff. So I wanted to also just zoom out again and rewind back. You mentioned something which struck a chord about managing emotions, and it's challenging. And I and I respect the vulnerability because I agree. Like individually, I think it's hard enough to run our own lives. Like walking on this planet's challenging individually, and let alone managing then your clients' emotions and in a buying situation where you know it's a very heavy financial investment. And so I definitely relate to that. I found it challenging to kind of work my way through that over time. And so where I'm going with this is you seem like a pretty calm dude. What do you do to like stay calm and manage your emotions? Well, I think it's important for me to have, I have, I, I kind of allocate time to be working on myself throughout the week. So I, I think that I schedule, I schedule my time because our times are so important. And I suppose we're living in a generation of distraction, isn't it? Like, like literally you could go and like, yeah, I really need to send that email and you'll hop on your phone and half an hour later, it's like, you haven't sent that email. You can't even remember what you were going to send the email about because you've just been bombarded with so many like things on your phone. So, you know, really, you know, for me, it's not just work, life, home, like it, it's all life, right? So, you know, for me to be the best leader or the best dad or the best husband or the best buyer's agent possible, I have to be in a, a good space. So that is mentally, physically, and time is so precious. So it's me allocating time to be working on, on myself. So, hey, I, I schedule in exercise time. In that time, I'm listening to podcasts. So it's that mental, physical approach. It's then um, spending time when you actually schedule in to work on what do I need to work over rather than the doing every day, what things have I got to be spending over and above on working on the business or uh, pouring my time into that person. So yeah, you know, out of this busy life, what things are like out, out of it all? What where's where's the best use of my time? I love that question. What's the best use of my time today? So there'll be well, I need to be available for my wife, for my kids. I need to look after my health. I need to service the clients. I need to help the clients. I need to support the team. We've got to set growth targets, visions, all that stuff. But it's so easy that our time gets eroded by literally not having a schedule or a plan. And next minute you get to the end of the day and you're like, I never got through anything that I wanted to do that day. And um, yeah, so that's, once again, I'm not a perfect at it, but it's something that I'm working on because the better I can become, the better the business will be, the better the team will be, and yeah, the better my family and health will be. I love it. Well, I mean, there's definitely... Even just from that, some very big takeaways, I guess. You seem obviously like, you know, you're very balanced or you're trying to be, you try to be very balanced and you've got good perspective. I think it's linked for people listening. Like it's, as you could appreciate, like as an entrepreneur, it's, it's fucking challenging maintaining balance because you want to win and, and especially at an early stage. And so a lot of 
stuff can get out of whack. Your family life, your friends can, you know, time can diminish, your sleep can get ruined, you can start drinking, your nutrition can change, all that stuff, as you know. And so I, I think it's something that's not discussed a lot. And I, I respect the fact that you you talk about that. For me, the the journey's been it's actually been through the the challenging times that have actually sharpened, taken let's call it the rough edges off <laughs> and softened softened me. But it's actually they're the times that you actually you know you refine. Yeah, but yeah, you get refined in fire. <laughs> so, and business is tough. And I take my hat off to you, Ben, with what you guys done of this. Um, where you've been and businesses you're creating, you know, it's it's tough. And I always have so much respect for anyone in business, whether it's a coffee shop owner to running a multi-million dollar, like it's tough. But surrounding yourself with great people, setting a good routine, but always remembering what's the most important thing. Like the businesses should never um, really control our identity, but we sh- but businesses are an avenue to bring blessing to others. So, you know, how do, how do these charities, you know, you look at it, if, if we can scale and grow amazing businesses, well, that brings, you know, gives people jobs, brings an income, they can put their kids through school. It's, it, it flows into the community, but, but it's also supporting the charities like Salvation Army or Red Cross, whatever it is, you know, cancer as businesses. And that's why I think it's great to talk about your why, because, uh, as part of the businesses that we have, there's a part of it is how do we give back as the businesses scale and the income comes in, like let's give to, let's, what charity can we get behind to give? It's amazing how giving, it's actually a bigger blessing to give than to receive. So, and it actually keeps you grounded. I actually think it keeps you really grounded. You know, that's something that we've brought in uh, to the businesses is all right, we've got to be thinking outside our own little sphere. And it's so easy, we think, within our businesses that that's the centre of the universe <laughs> because during that day it kind of was. But we think it's big, but actually no one else really thinks it's that big. So, But if we keep it in perspective and go, okay, we're going to um, set some cool goals, we're going to you know, try and hit some targets, but you know what, through the journey we're going to, uh, we're going to do some cool things and whether that's giving or whatever it is, it's great to get behind something like that because that that keeps you motivated. I love it. Um, you said something really profound, which was, I'm paraphrasing, um, you said a lot of critical stuff, but one, something you said which struck a chord with me was your business should not control your identity. And I think that's really profound. And I definitely was a victim of that for about a decade of my business was my identity and it was the most important thing to me. And it comes at a big emotional, spiritual and physical costs. So I love that. I'm going to finish on this note. I've really enjoyed this chat. You bring a lot to the table. I think for anyone who is looking to get into the industry, who's looking to join a solid business like yours, I think you're definitely an outfit, gives you good clothes and keeps you fresh. For anyone who's listening, who's potentially a buyer's agent, I think they should speak to you. Also, um, for someone who's also looking to buy property, I think they should investigate going through your process through your company because I think it's great to see people like you who've been in the industry such a long time, who have such a diversity and range of skill and have an outlook and perspective like you do as a leader of a company. I, I think that cocktail is is a, is powerful. Those ingredients are very powerful. So where can people find you, Grant? Um, well, through, especially through the BAI group, you know, Messenger's good, LinkedIn's good, or, you know, grant at buyersbutler.com.au, email. I mean, 
I think the platform you've got through the Facebook group's really good. So Grant Johnson on Facebook BAI chat's really good too. But yeah, happy to chat to anyone, especially if they're going through some challenges. Uh, but my, I just want to, for any of the people listening, you know, if you're going through a tough time, whether that's work, everyone's got their challenges, let's be honest. One day at a time, keep pressing ahead and uh, enjoy the blessings and be, and be grateful for this, um, you know, amazing country that we live in, the opportunities that are there in the buyer's agent space. I love it. Good takeaways, Grant. Good messaging. You speak from the heart. I love it. Looking forward to see what you guys do this year. So great to chat. 